Welcome to episode 31 of the Movie City Maniacs. In tonight's episode, we'll be discussing Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, from 1988. We have eternity to know your flesh. Everybody, and welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie, And I'm Kyle. Why don't you uh, pull up a really gross mattress, sit down on it, maybe uh, get a razor out, maybe uh, try to cut some of the bugs off your flesh, and listen to tonight's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, we are of course talking about the second film in the Hellraiser series, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 from 1988. We'll get into it in a little bit, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm excited to talk about this. I'm really curious to hear your opinion on this film. Uh, and I think you're going to be curious uh, what I have to say. I <laughs> am actually, because I'm not going to lie. Uh, after watching number one and two, like back to back in like a week, yeah. my views on these movies have changed. Like it's almost flip flopped, which is weird. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into it. But uh, before we get into it, uh, have you watched anything recently? Any, anything exciting that you want to talk about? I actually just watched this movie called The Tenements, which is pretty much like a um, a weird. It's not like The Warriors because you actually care about the guys in The Warriors. It's almost like a weird Horschel Gordon movie that's not a horror movie. Like, yeah. You know, it's just a bunch of like hooligans getting in fights and tearing the town apart. This movie's about a bunch of kids in the tenements uh, causing trouble and like terrorizing the actual people living in this uh, apartment building, the, the ghetto. Nice. So it's actually a ton of fun. All these like villains are like 80s punkers, which I find so endearing to me. I love villains from the 80s who are like punks, like with the switchblades, they're doing heroin, they got stupid haircuts. The girls are usually like low-cut shirts and like their boobs are usually out by like all the dudes are kind of like uh, making out with them and shit. Is it, uh, now, yeah, this is a film I've been wanting to see for a while. Yeah. Is it, um, is it like a fun punk film or is it kind of like one of those dirty, grimy ones you want it's to take a, a bath afterwards? It's a bit dirty, grimy, but it's, again, it's done so poorly you don't feel like it's not gritty, but it's trying to be gritty. Yeah. But it's almost done like a bit, yeah. Like, I, is I it rapey? Poor. Um, not really, oh, but that's good. actually, yeah, there's actually a really bad scene. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> there's like a broomstick involved. So like, yeah, okay. Oh, I was wow, going to say, I was like, no, there's no rape scenes. Like, oh, wait a second. There is the ultimate rape scene. <laughs> but what uh, actually drew me to it is there was an actual rap song about tenements and how they, people living in tenements just can't get no respect. In, in the film? In the actual film. Isn't this film from the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how like how every 80s movie ended with the rap film? Okay, like a rap like song? The, uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice hip hop, yeah. yeah. It's it's fucking cool, man. So this this is probably like a late eighties film, then. Or? Yeah, it's probably around like eighty eight, maybe. When when did rap become a thing? Like mid to late eighties. Uh, yeah, it? maybe like early eighties. Huh. So yeah, I gotta give it five point five. It was a fun movie. Five point five. It's going to be a while oh, since man. I watched it again, but uh, yeah. I thought this was gonna be like a seven or something. No, 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 no. 
Again, I was expecting a three, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's some company. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Shriek Show or Media. I don't know. Someone just released it on Blu-ray, but um, yeah, I, I haven't grabbed it. It's kind of expensive, so it's one of those films that I'm curious about, but I want to wait to find it at like, you know, if you want to borrow the DVD, $20 range. <laughs> Um, any, anything else exciting in your life or? Yeah, no, I turned uh, 35, so I got that going for oh, me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy birthday. I was thinking about this. No one actually cares about what I think anymore. Like between the ages of uh, 18 and 34, I'm the prime demographic. Now that I'm 35, I don't nobody cares. Give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually so when they true, start no. talking, everyone kind of started walking <laughs> yeah, away. Anyway, that's true. So. Um, yeah, actually, I have a little gift for you, but it's not here yet. Oh, um, shit. You know, the, the fun of uh, the stuff we're into these days is you can't go to a mall and pick it up anymore. Exactly. Like, unless you want, like, the, the newest The Rock film or something. For <laughs> I, I do, actually. Well, unfortunately, I apologize. It's, it's not Jumanji. <laughs> I actually got a Steven Seagal movie from, like, recent day. Oh, yeah? Is it called Recruits or something like that? Huh. Segway? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> we should just do where, like, for a month we do I want, thirty days of. I want to do Seagal modern day Seagal, actually. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would I, be hard, right? Listenership one, yeah. and it's that, like you. It, it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's you and me. Check, yeah, Steven Seagal. The good thing about this episode, it's all about Seagal. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. Do you think you could kick Seagal's ass now? There's no way, right? Because he is a trained like Shaolin martial artist, right? Yeah, I think your best chance of beating him would be pulling out like a Krispy Kreme donut or something. And like, and like throwing it behind him yeah, when he like exactly. turns and you punch him in the back exactly. of the head. Maybe kick him in the nuts. Uh-huh. But uh, I was still thinking about this. I was talking to a guy, he's a buddy of mine's a bouncer. And I was like, do you think you could take him? Like, I don't know. Like, he is still a martially well, yeah. a trained martial I, I, artist. And I heard he is one of those guys mm-hmm. that like his style is of fighting is a style that you can actually use. Like yeah. some of those other guys, like, yeah, maybe in a tournament, but outside like in a bar fight, you know, them really doing gonna... the splits uh <laughs> well, punchy in the nuts. punch uh, isn't quite as effective. But Seagal, his style of fighting is one that you can actually use like in every day. Yeah. You know, it's all about pretty much just, you know, Disarming Breaking you. arms and disarming you, throwing you over his shoulder, or whatever. So I don't know. And he's fat now; he'd be hard to knock over. With that being so. said, like I, I don't want to fuck with Seagal. <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard, I don't think any actor does. I yeah. mean, he, he's a prick. There's been lots of stories of him kicking getting ass, in, getting in fights on set and oh, stuff. Crazy. So. But we should save this because we are we're throwing oh, it out there shit. now. Yeah. We're announcing it. Another announcement. We've already announced. A, have we announced this yet? We've, I don't think we've so. A couple of things. We talked. Yes, to, we talked to we are. We are going to do an '80s action uh, month of '80s. Action so flicks. what we need to do is we need to get your opinion, guys. So uh, if you have any uh, '80s action movies that we yeah. should watch, we have like a, a, p- a, a pile basic that idea. We're, we're trying to do like at least one episode of you know mm-hmm. a Schwarzenegger, one Stallone, one yeah. maybe Van Damme, one mm-hmm. Seagal, whatever. Maybe who knows? We could throw a Bronson or a Chuck oh, Norris in there. Cool. Um, yeah, we're thinking '70s, '80s action uh, stars, and we want to pick like kind of maybe not even their best film, like because. Maybe, you know, yeah. Predator, Terminator. I don't think they yeah, fit. We no, want, no, like, no. I pointless, want mindless action. I want action. Commando. No plot, I yeah. want, like, a, what's that movie, Raw Deal? I want Raw Deal. Yeah, we, we just want where, like, the plot is he's getting revenge or yeah. he's, uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. getting, yeah, pretty much we want the plot he's getting revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's every Seagal film. Yeah. That's most of, you know, Schwarzenegger's. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're, we're going for more revenge than twins. So if you have any ideas, you should email us at uh, themoviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Yeah, or let, let us know on our group page. On, uh, our, on our Facebook group page, just the Movie City Maniacs, or you can like hit us on Twitter at Movie City Maniac. Yeah. So. Or, or just even even if you don't yeah. want to cover a film, but you want to share your thoughts on a film, we'd love to or, hear that too. What are your favorite action 80s action movies? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, because there's probably like a 20 or so that we know of. Like, yeah. Well, there's probably like 40. Well, or so I, that I don't know. know. I have quite the 80s yeah. action collection. Fair but, enough. Uh, uh, anyways, that's upcoming. Anything mm. else, Maddie? No, that's all the movies I've watched. You watched anything this week or no? no I, again, I apologize to the listeners for making this a boring what we've been watching every every week. But I, I've just been tired, so I'm falling asleep early. When mm. I'm not, I've been just going through the documentaries on these this Hellraiser set. Like it's just hours of documentaries. Is it good? It's 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 been interesting. So, again, I, 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 I talked like, about it. In I'm going to say like two minutes, you can actually talk about what you've been watching. Really, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We well, we already kind of briefly talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm on the document. I did watch um, a documentary that's kind of cool. They had like this 20 minute featurette, and it was like this. He was pretty much a fan. I wouldn't really say he's an expert or anything, but he was a fan mm-hmm. of. He's like a huge fan of Clive Barker's uh, and Clive Barker in general. But mm-hmm. he goes through his very first book to his last, and goes through each one. So it's kind of cool. You get a brief like you know little review. Of every book he's done that's cool and then they also he talks about the films so you get like you know they'll show the trailer and he'll talk over it so I thought that was kind of cool just because again we were both talking about embarrassingly so that we have not checked out any of his books he haven't learned to read yeah well see yeah like I, I haven't read much in the last mm-hmm. while long while but uh, you are bigger that's why yeah. I'm so surprised that you haven't dived in that's your homework man that's a that's yeah, fuck I'm gonna return my gift I'm gonna get you some Clive yeah, Barker Christ. books for your birthday um, but yeah embarrassingly so we hadn't checked out anything so this was kind of a cool little documentary to watch and like ah oh, that sounds like cool like I came out we with like you know a handful of books like I want to read that that yeah. that um, so yeah, it, it was it was definitely fun. And again, yeah, I'm going through. I'm in the middle of the, of the documentary on the second film right now, which again is two hours long. And then there's again a bunch of more interviews. Like every dish, you're getting like three, four hours of extras. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm thinking about <laughs> how much books suck. <laughs> like, why would you read a book when you can watch a movie? I mean, right? <laughs> I was thinking about getting like a decal for my car of just like Calvin peeing on a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Most of the books are usually better, but. Maybe other than The Shining, but uh, yeah. um, anyways, uh, yeah. Give so me a good old magazine any day of the week. That's all I'm saying. I, I need the picture books myself. I'm all about the graphic novels, yeah. but um, yeah. Anyways, I've been going through that, so unfortunately, no movies. Uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll, any interesting tidbits, I'll try to throw out when we talk about the film that uh, that they mentioned. But uh, yeah, again, the documentaries they haven't blown me away. There's no like big. Holy shit! Uncensored stories, yeah. like you know, you know, Pinhead. Was- yeah, yeah, like like what's that guy's name? Uh, Doug Bradley's like really into like some weird shit. Like can't tell you, but like after the, they let him know. Yeah, there's no like yeah. S and M stories with yeah. Doug Bradley and a little person, or like <laughs> amazing, you know, in Cenobite costume. Yeah, because he's all about that little Pinhead. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's no like big revealing stories. But Ed, again, these are like kind British folk. Yeah. So they're all just you know polite. Being, yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of interesting stories mm-hmm. they talk about. Um, and yeah, there, there's again, I'll I'll talk about the rest when we yeah. talk about the movie. So uh, I guess you want to uh, get into it? Yeah. Why don't we just jump right into it? We um, do have such sights to show you? Yeah. <laughs> we have such audio for you to hear. <laughs> It doesn't have the, doesn't same, have ring the same ring at all, does it? <laughs> but um, yeah, here's the trailer, guys. We're going to throw it up uh, and then we'll be back to talk Hellraiser 2.
vision is renewed. The power is reawakened. The fear is reborn. Because they have returned. Time to play. Hellbound. Hellraiser 2. Brace yourself for terror you have never imagined. And your suffering will be legendary even in hell. And horrors you can never escape. And you wanted to know. Now you know. Last year, they brought hell to earth. Now, they'll take you Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, time to play. Kirsty is brought to an institution after the death of her family where the occult obsessive head resurrects Julia and unleashes the Cenobites once again. Yes, we are talking about Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 from 1988. What? The sequel. um, Clive Barker did not return to direct this one, but he Mm. did write the story of this one. Peter Atkins, I think, worked on the screenplay, but I believe... Clive Barker came up with the yeah, movie. Yeah, he did the uh, I think, uh, idea. again, maybe we'll talk about part three. I haven't really done the research on that, but I think he wrote three as well and possibly four. Oh, shit. And then he left, but he didn't direct any of the films other than mm-hmm. the first one. But, um, yeah, this time around we have Tony Randall directing. I don't think he really went on to direct much. I think he was more known as, like, an executive producer. On shit? Um, I think he was the executive producer on uh, the first film. yeah. Actually, I take that back. He actually did direct um, Defcon 4. He's apparently uncredited, which mm-hmm. is that movie. I don't know if it's great, but it's got one of the coolest posters. That I'm sure most people remember the poster mm-hmm. where it's like a skeleton in a spacesuit in the sand, and then there's like a spaceship in the background. That's cool. And he also directed Ticks, which is uh, a lot of fun. I yeah. Really enjoy that. Oh, and Amityville, It's About Time. Oh, shit. So he's, he's got he's, a little bit of a highlight there, but not, not much after Beyond Belief episode. But anyways, he uh, takes over the directing reins this time around. Um, cast, we pretty much have a lot of the same, the same people. Guys, right? uh, Claire Higgins is back as uh, Julia Cotton. We got Ashley Lawrence back as oh, Kirstie. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Andrew Robinson didn't return as a dad, uh, which apparently I think we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but they had to like kind of change around the plot a bit once he decided. Oh, he did they? Like, there's rumors that it was like, you know, he wanted too much money or he was just too busy at the time. Who knows? Um, all the um, the Cenobites are back. Doug yeah. Bradley, all the other guys. I think the woman changed because she hated the experience of part one with the makeup and whatnot. Yeah. But again, these, these are people that have like one... One yeah. one line, they're just kind of there to for a cool appearance, so we're not going to get too much into it. And I don't think any of them really did much else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the biggest newcomer to this one is Kenneth uh, Cranham as uh, Dr. Philip Channard. That's the old guy? Like the old, He's like... He's the uh, lead, like, yeah. doctor that is the one... He's. I really like this guy. You, I don't think we're spoiling because yeah. it's in the synopsis, but mm-hmm. he's... 
he's been searching and trying to figure out this puzzle his whole life and he's got we'll talk about a little bit but he's got some crazy experiments going on he's totally abusing his power in this uh it's crazy uh, psychiatric home but other than that i guess it's a lot of the same people uh the guy that played frank is back Um, young girl uh what's her face oh yeah Uh, we do have um uh yeah imogen borman plays tiffany Mm -hmm. Has she done anything else? She looks familiar, but... I no, I, I was looking up on her to yeah. see what she did, and apparently she's had, like, a, I think she did, like, a bunch of TV soap opera yeah. stuff, but she's had a rough... Uh, she's Rough couple of years? Yeah, getting in trouble at the law, drinking oh, no. and whatnot. Yeah, is she a Brit? You know how Brits like to... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm not too sure. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't want to slear any, <laughs> slander any uh, <laughs> countries. But, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much the, uh, the, the cast. Everyone's back. Um, yeah, I guess it's just talk about it Maddie. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hellbound Hellraiser 2 how crazy is this movie by the way it almost seems like they took like the uh, insanity of number one and just ratcheted it up to 11 did you find this how like it just was almost like an entire nightmare watching this yeah it, it's uh, this is a film um, so I always found this film to be equal if not better than mm-hmm. the first film and I don't know if I found that this time around. I actually agree with you. I find like they uh, they took away any plot, and it just seemed kind of like a bit aloof in a way. But it was just um, what it lacked in um, direction. It made up for and just like we're just gonna throw a bunch of weird shit at you and just yeah. keep it coming at you no matter what. Like when she comes out of the mattress, that's fucked up, right? Yeah, it's cool. And like even like how he hands like there's this one gentleman who thinks there's bugs on him, so he hands yeah, that- him a razor blade. And uh, do you want to get into it or no? Yeah, let's talk about that scene okay. a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There's definitely some standout moments, scenes mm-hmm. in this film. And I know it's weird to say because this film is so gory and yeah. so like, there's a lot of moments that literally make your skin crawl. It really that does, right? that you're talking it about especially. Um, but I almost, it, again, it's weird to say, but I feel like the first film seems like an adult film. Yeah. It seems like it actually has like a story that it had, there's a lot of like, it has direction. It's focused. It knows where it's going, but it does throw in like these weird, it throws in weird shit at you constantly. Right. Well, the first film, I think there's just a lot of like, um, inner meaning, like a lot of Mm. stuff in there. Um, you can read into exactly subtext. There's a subtext. There's a lot of stuff to analyze in the first film. Whereas I think this film, it's just kind of like, you like the first film? Well, fuck it. We're going to go to hell. Yeah. You like gore? We're going to give you that. You like Cenobites? Well, we're going to up that ante. Yeah. It just feels like everything's like, uh, you know. Ratchet it up. Uh, ratchet up to 11. But, and I don't necessarily think that makes it better, though. I find like, you can definitely tell, and apparently they new line at the last, they were having money issues, so at the last second they cut down a chunk of their budget. You can kind of see that. Some of the special effects are great. Some of them look unfinished. Yeah. Even sets, some of it looks cool. There's some cool paintings, and then other times, like, it looks kind of cheesy. It's just like, I don't... I, I know, it looks cheesy, but I enjoyed it. Like, you know, the matte painting, where they have, like, the oh, matte well, painting. Well, exactly. That's her, like, No, I'm fine running. with that. That looked yeah. cool. Like, that you know, added some scope yeah. to this this labyrinth. Like hell in this film yeah. is pretty much like a labyrinth, which is really cool. It great, right? Um but again, like I feel like the first film just kind of feels more personal. As yeah. an adult you can not really relate to it, but again there's there's a lot of stuff in there you can You, you care can, about the characters. You there's can, a bit more uh you can chew on something. Exactly. There. Whereas this film 
it just felt more mainstream. Yeah. It felt like we're going to go to hell, but hell instead of being really dark and in the shadows with weird, um, you know, body parts on yeah. a fucking pole. And this one, it's, instead, it feels more like a Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. three or like or like literally Labyrinth, yeah. where it's you know there's a lot of bright colors. You're going to the fair. Everything like, oh, exactly. So there's a carnival, cool. which is again fun. Yeah, it was great, right? With the carnival barker, it, and it that, just it's creepy, right? It just feels like again, I guess how the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels were compared to the first one, where the first one. Was this really dark, kind of serious, scary film. Yeah. That's how the first film Hellraiser was to me. And this one, it's kind of like, it's no long, it doesn't have those scary moments. It's more of just mm-hmm. this fun kind of, fun ride. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, maybe they couldn't repeat that. Maybe they didn't have a story interesting enough mm-hmm. to um, dive into. The story, I guess, already been told, right? Like, yeah. How, how are you really going to yeah. go, um, go from there? But yeah, no, I, I, I still did have fun with it. There's some standout scenes, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah, all the Cenobites are great again. Yeah. They, they got some cool lines. Um, and you actually get to see the uh, making of um, Pinhead, which I yeah, thought was Yeah, we do get the cool. origin. Again, that was supposed to be expanded. We were supposed to get more into it. Yeah. But I don't mind how it starts. This one, it starts yeah. like the first film where it's like literally you see him get the box, then you see him f- solve it, and then terrible things happen. Yeah, amazing, he turns right? into Pinhead, and that's it. I wonder if we got his whole origin story. It might have been too A cheesy. Bit more. Yeah. Mind you, maybe it would have made the payoff, which we'll talk about later on yeah. um, at the end. That was kind of uh, Maybe that would have been a better payoff but um yeah the, the way it is i mean I'm, I'm fine with it uh claire higgins uh is back as julian she's great yeah in this. she is I, again I, I liked her better in the first film she seems scary in the first film yeah. this she kind of seems like she's having fun with it now but she's good I, I i did she got like a decent haircut and i'm not gonna say she's a you know, yeah. a stunning model, but now you can kind of, if she had, the, if she looked like this in the first film, you could be like, yeah, I, I could can see her see picking up dudes at bars. I and was stuff. thinking about this. Is she the girl who's in the prosthetics who comes to life? Is she the girl in the yes, in you and bone and like the musculars? I think, I I think she would have played Cause that. she has striking know. eyes like that, like a mannequin when it comes yeah. out of the match. It's like, Ooh, them eyes are nice. See, I don't know. I know Frank's character was a different actor. Yeah. Cause they wanted someone skinny that could, yeah. when they put on the suit, the, the suit, yeah, it, it wouldn't, be too big but I guess she could have probably just worn mm-hmm. it so I'm not too sure I, I did want to mention as well Ashley Lawrence so has stepped up her game as well yeah. I mentioned in the last episode that you know some of her acting I found to be a little bit iffy I think in this mm-hmm. one um, I didn't there's nothing really like I thought she was good in this she, yeah. there, she had you know quite a few emotional moments some of it again over the top but that's more the script itself yeah. I thought she, she did it all pretty well and then yeah of course the newcomer Dr. Chenard now how menacing he was, cool. was this guy yeah. right he, well he starts out and you think ah oh, he's this nice doctor he's trying to help her um, but of course he has you know ulterior motives exactly and it's you find it, I, I think that aspect was really cool yeah. he's got he has literally a book on like the history and he has all these different puzzle boxes he's found yeah. and the coolest moment it's a bit of a reveal yeah I guess we, my, was it a spoiler well Run I don't away. know I think we already know he's He's yeah. evil, so I don't think we're spoiling much. I think. Well, I thought you were talking evil. about about the end. End. No, no, we'll okay, wait to that. Okay. But but there is a really cool moment where they run through. There's like this inner basement the of the sub, psychiatric sub basement, and it's really like it, that. That is, I was going to say, it's right yeah. out of a horror film because it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's very messed up. But you find out that he's got all these patients, and they're. They have a puzzle box, literally like chained and printed in their yeah, face. That's crazy, right? 
Um, and he's, you know, he's, they're stuck there trying to solve the puzzle, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that. I thought that was cool. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, he has all these other nurses and stuff. I don't, all of them are just like, yeah, that's, oh, that's fine. fine. Especially cause again, it seems like he's the only one that it's not like everyone is like working with him and he's, you know, trying to bring them all to hell and they're all, well, I thought evil, like, like, they, like they all have like, it's not just one box, but there are many boxes Yeah, and they, all these guys, they were solving these boxes and the chains were coming out of the boxes and chaining to their faces. Oh, is that what it was? That's exactly what it was. Like they, oh. they're he's trying to unleash hell on these kids. Like, okay. well, not kids, but yeah, there's like old people. Yeah, everything. and it looks here because he's walking through, and all these guys are like shaking, and like they got like these chains coming at them from the boxes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I thought I thought like it was supposed to be he chained it. No, no, no. Like to, they they solved okay. it, and the chains are coming okay, out and ripping into their flesh. I, I guess which is kind of weird because he even said it's not the uh, heart that brings people; it's the not the hands that bring people, but the heart. So it's odd, right? Yeah, sorry, that is a great line. I think it's uh, it's not the hands that call us; it is the desire. That's cool, right? Which is kind of cool, yeah. Because in the in the film, the the young mute girl solves a puzzle, but they leave her alone. They want the people that got her to open to solve the puzzle. And um, it's almost like he's taunting uh, Chrissy too, right? Yeah, he's like, "Well, well, well. You say you don't want us, but." Here we are again. And when he says, like, you can go into Labyrinth, but, you know, we'll be waiting there for yeah. you pretty much. We have forever. Oh, one character we forgot to mention there is, like, this uh, young um, male doctor at the beginning. You think he's going to, again, kind of another boyfriend-ish, yeah. Not really, but he's, like, being very kind to her, and you think maybe they're going to set something up. He believes her, and he's going to, like, help her figure this out, but um, he meets an untimely pretty early on. Again, I don't think I'm supposed I thought that was kind of cool. Again... It just seems like he's like the boy from the first film. Like yeah. he's just there, I guess, to be another dude. In, in this case, just to be another uh, victim cannon fodder. Yeah, but yeah, he, he didn't really have much to do. But anyways, let's talk about probably the coolest scene in the whole movie. I don't think it's a spoiler. I don't think it's yeah. a big deal. Um, that scene. So he's been bringing patients in. He has the mattress covered in blood from the first film. Uh, he's hoping that if someone solves the puzzle. Or bleeds on the mattress. He knows kind of how it works. Yeah. That he'll bring Bring something from this the hell or whatever. Um, So he brings this patient. I don't know if it's the patient's crazy and he's seen the bugs or he's got them drugged up or something. The bugs. I guess that's a mentally disabled bugs around. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's just. It's like that scene made my skin oh, crawl, dude. man. That was like one of the most disturbing, gory scenes. I can handle gore and stuff, but that scene was like, ah. It, it actually made you like. Skin yeah, he crawl. goes on the mattress and he's just slicing his his own stomach, and it all looks real. And, and you and, can, it looks like, like he actually looks has great. like bugs on him. Yeah, like, actually in his wounds, he's trying to cut uh, out the bugs. Oh, it was so. It good. is so gory and gross, but cool. um, definitely one of those scenes that mm-hmm. like you'll. That's the scene when this movie ends. You yeah. might not remember every plot yeah. piece, but you're gonna remember oh, yeah. that. That that stick sticks with you for a while. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about either. Uh, the film does open up. You kind of get the retelling of the first film. So if you haven't seen yeah. the first film, I, I think you should. But yeah. you could kind of follow along with this film. And the, the cool thing is, like, it literally opens up. The first scene is the scene where um, Jesus Frank what? is yeah Frank is chained up, and the the chains rip him and blow him <laughs> apart. Like that's the first five seconds. Yeah. I'm like, wow, what a way! To, imagine you hadn't seen part one. Oh, you didn't yeah. know you're getting into That'd your, be your friends. It's like, yeah, the, the first film was cool. You should come check this out because yeah. back then when the film if you didn't see the film in theaters you might not have yeah, saw it yeah who right? had a VCR back then yeah I couldn't imagine going to see this movie or you accidentally got the tickets for the wrong movie and you go <laughs> and that's the first five seconds you're going to see Benji yeah. and this is what you see <laughs> but I, I thought that was kind of cool uh, the score is well done again it's uh, Christopher Young uh, he reuses some other pieces this one feels a bit more 
bombastic is that, mm-hmm. is that the way? yeah i think that makes sense it's less again like the the full film it's less eerie it's more of like kind of big and epic yeah. and kind of mainstream kind of like a a big horror film score yeah, but it, it's good it works. i mean i don't have any well, problem they're with it. literally going to hell like yeah, they need exactly. something to accompany that the other thing is too it is um so this is the second film in the series which is kind of a, a any well a slasher film maybe even a horror yeah. film staple but the sequel in this one takes place at the psychiatric home you had Halloween yeah, 2 taking place at the, the hospital. hospital a lot of that was kind of the sequel I guess it's an easy way to do it just like it makes sense well now the person is recovering so it's going to be in the hospital yeah. I guess but mm-hmm. Kirstie's there and uh, in this film her whole motive is she's visited by her father he's all skinned alive how great is that help me I am in hell yeah like, exactly written in blood on her wall that's so fucking it looked great right so that that's her motivation to go to hell in this film she's trying to save her father uh the doctor resurrects claire yeah that's the stepmother right claire yeah Um, what's the name of the actress that plays her yeah, sorry, Julia is her name in the film. Yeah. Claire Higgins is the actress. Uh, yeah, her and the doctor, their motivation is they're going to hell to, well, he wants to experience hell. I and have she's to say, got, how great is when he wraps her in the white bandage, like all over, and then like yeah. the blood is constantly getting smeared on the yeah. white bandage? That just looks cool, right? Well, again, we got another, like how iconic that scene yeah. is from the first film where he's skinned alive and he's wearing the white suit this one we yeah. have it but from a female yeah, uh, cool, perspective right? uh, which is cool and again th- yeah the first half is literally it's a lot like the first film mm-hmm. she comes back from the mattress she's skin. got no skin and she's killing various people in this case patients to um, to get herself mm-hmm. back up to invigorate herself I guess Embiggen uh, have you heard about this do you know the word Embiggen it's a completely cromulent word it's from The Simpsons? <laughs> no? No. Yeah, never mind then. Oh, yeah, and then the the young mute girl, she's a patient, and she's in this, because uh, she's good at solving puzzles, I guess, and they use her to open the, the mm-hmm. door, but she gets lost in the labyrinth, and then uh, Ashley Lawrence's character is going to work with her, and they're going to try to save the world. Get out of there. Um, again, she even kind of reminded me, I mean, obviously a younger version, but of uh, Patricia Arquette and Nightmare on Street. Yeah, I was about to say. Just the sets like and her. styles, just for some reason, it reminded me of that. It felt like I was in like a nightmare mm-hmm. than Howard's than, uh, there. I don't know, it just it seemed like it was missing that dark grittiness that the first film had yeah, it really didn't have it it's again it's but it's, again it's, it's, it's nice more of a film. fun yeah. movie i thought um i did want to mention so all the center bites are back again I, I the female is replaced but the chatterer has a did you know he has a weird look in this film yeah a little bit well in this one he actually had in the first film his skin is like pulled back and he's got no eyes and he's just got a mouth yeah. and he looks great this film I thought he looked kind of cheesy and the reason is because they added eyes in this film I guess uh, the actor complained he couldn't see anything he so they eyes. put eyes and I guess like fans bitched and complained did about that did you hear what happened you know, to him like his, something about he got a hook like as he was like, yeah. uh, like hanging on the uh, spinning orb with all the hooks I guess something happened where like a hook pendulum back yeah. and it caught him in the mouth and he huh. had to like go to the hospital and shit yeah I read something about that it's funny well it's not funny <laughs> that's <laughs> it, hilarious it, it is a little bit funny <laughs> pinheads going fishing you yeah, you know, exactly. um yeah, uh, the, the beginning too, when they first enter the labyrinth, like you mentioned, it is like a big carnival. There's this weird, crazy scene where there's this juggler juggling something. You don't know what it is, and you find out he's juggling his own eyeball. That's which, crazy, right? I thought was kind of cool. Again, it's all fun. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like it, a Hellraiser it's, it's film not to me. Saying, I don't know. It, it's not saying anything. It's just saying what's fucked up, right? Yeah. Which I, what I kind of enjoy about this movie. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of cool, well, I read about 
but I, I know throughout the film you kind of see this weird horn sound that the Leviathan is mm, making. The Leviathan is like yeah. the god of hell. But apparently, uh, in the the um, Chris Young added the in the score, the sound it's making is actually Morse code for the the word. God. Oh, for God! Yeah, yeah, I saw that actually, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think the the rest. I mean. Again, I, I don't think this is a film where the spoilers are going to hurt the film. Yeah. But I, I think we'll add it there. So if you want to listen to it, you definitely can. I think yeah. you'll be fine. But if you want, if you're one of those people that you don't want any big spoilers, yeah. um, we'll say the rest for spoilers because there's quite a bit more I want to talk about. But I do yeah. think, like from this point on, is kind of where the film changes tone a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this is where the surprises happen. So yeah, why don't we give our overall thoughts and score on the film? All right, so watching back-to-back, I thought um, Hellraiser, the original, was actually a lot better. Like, I enjoyed that movie way more than I enjoyed the second one. I thought, like, going into this, the second one would be my favorite by far. But again, they are almost like two separate, tonally different movies, right? Yeah. Like, number one's like a, a story, and number two is just like, fuck this story, here's some weird yeah. shit. But I enjoyed that immensely, though. Do you think so, that maybe that's a sign that we're growing up? Where I think that's it. Because part one is definitely the more mature film, yeah. and part two is like kind of the film. Part, Balls to the wall. It's like part one, I think, if you watch as a teen, you would have been yeah. like, that was interesting, yeah. but I wanted more kills. And then part two would have been the film you would have wanted. That's you exactly loved what I'm a, thinking. As a teen, I think. So i, I got to give this movie a seven. Yeah, I. That's pretty much what I thought about. I remember when I watched it, I thought this was just as good, possibly better. This time around, um, I definitely noticed the story is a bit of a mess, I found. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can, it just seems a bit all over the place. And everything just seemed, again, I, I it has a look. It's different than the first film. It's a fun, kind of interesting look, but I, I don't think it's as good. Everything just seems less. The score seems a little bit mm-hmm. not as fresh and cool this time around. And yeah, just story-wise doesn't work for me. Special effects aren't as good. The one thing I would say that stepped up is I thought the acting was great by everyone. Like yeah. I said, Ashley Lawrence, I think, is better this time around. The doctor's great. But um, even, the, even the young girl was, was fine. I mean, she didn't have much to yeah, say. Yeah, she didn't say anything. <laughs> Other than that weird bit yeah, the where end, she's yeah. kind of like, shit. Like, I thought that was... Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't enjoy this as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I don't know where I was. I'm kind of in between a six and a half and a seven. Okay. Um, I might even go six and a half on this oh, one. Wow. It just, uh, it didn't have the impact for me. Again, there, there's definitely some standout gore moments. There's some cool creatures, some cool sets, some mm-hmm. cool, some cool moments. But I think the movie as a whole just doesn't have a good flow to it. It just seems like, like it seems like we're getting the first film, but not as well done. Yeah. Then we're going into hell and that, could have been cooler like you could tell it was hurt by budgetary and possibly yeah. uh, like it's rushed uh, the story was possibly rushed because I know this went into pre-production while the first film was still in post-production so like I guess they knew that that was something special right away yeah. and uh, they um, you know rushed this one in I, I think you can kind of tell but th- there is still some cool things which i do want to talk about but i guess we'll do that in spoilers, spoilers? i guess before we get into spoilers um i just want to mention a couple things on the arrow blu-ray um i yeah. talked a bit about it last time but the, the transfers are pretty good there, there's some parts where it is really grainy which don't get me wrong grain is great but sometimes um it doesn't look as good as other times but it, it's still this is i believe the best way you can see it yeah um definitely at least in north america but the, you do get them um, there's this deleted scene I guess it was in the trailer and there's been images um, since like the film was released back in the 80s and the footage no one has ever been able to find it there's only been still images people didn't think it still existed anymore but they finally did find it for this Blu-ray site 
So you do get a deleted scene where Pinhead and the female Cenobite are in like doctor's outfits. And so Ashley Lawrence character, uh, Kirsty and the, the mute girl are running, I think in hell or something, running mm-hmm. a hospital basement of the hospital. And they see two doctors there. And then she stops cause they, they turn into uh, Pinhead. Does, was it cool? Um, it's okay. It's not yeah. great. You can tell why it was cut. There's a, also when they were in the elevator, the chatterer like jumps at them, but yeah. it just looked kind of cheesy. And that's what it, I think one of the main reasons yeah. it was cut. It just, it didn't, the special effects and everything didn't really yeah. look great. But um, it, it's cool, definitely just still to have it. I mean, if you're one of those people that's been waiting for 20, 30 years to yeah. see it, it is finally on there. Um, the other thing I wanted to, this actually, I guess, more for the first film, but I forgot to talk about last time. But one of the cool moments in the documentary is they have, um, they're talking about the, the makeup special effects team. And uh, I guess one of the one of the the head I don't know if they'd be a head effects person was yeah. uh, this this woman she was like the cougar I guess she called herself the cougar <laughs> of the group but she pretty much she's like she pretty much hinted that it was great working with a bunch of young guys and she pretty much had oh get out of here again I could be wrong but yeah. the way I read her comment I, I wish I wrote exactly down but she pretty much I thought said she had her way with each one like, is that the girl who uh, named the first one what a girl wouldn't do for a good fuck no I, I think that was uh, some older woman I, I don't well could it could have been yeah. but I, they don't mention who said that one but I don't know I, I thought that was like I had to. Re- I'm like, wait a second, wait, and I, it, it just it's hilarious because she's not even like hiding it. She's like, just like, yeah, yeah you know, she's, she's a strong, independent woman. Yeah, exactly. Get hers. Like she's she's laughing about it, like you know. So, yeah, why not? I guess that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, so so far again, the, the documentaries are cool. I'm enjoying them, but uh, those were the standouts for me. I'm still again. I just started this the second one. I still got a lot to get through, so I can't mm. talk too much about it. Maybe for when we cover part three, I've seen them all, but. um Anyways, yeah, let's uh, jump into spoilers. Again, the time will be at the bottom there. So if you want to skip to the end, then by all means do so. But I, again, I, I do feel I don't think spoilers right. won't really hurt this film. You pretty much know it, where it's going from the get-go. There's going to be some gore, some monsters, some, you know, yeah. some Cenobite action. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you do, uh, if you are one of those people, you don't want everything spoiled for you, by all means so the reason Julia is bringing Dr. Chenard into the hell, he's going there because obviously he wants to see hell. He wants he's been answers. Trying to, he's trying to exactly to solve this for years, but she's bringing him for her own reasons, and that's because she's working for the Leviathan, the god of hell, yeah. and she's feeding it. Um, so she throws him in this kind of like... Oh, a tomb. Iron Maiden? Yeah, it's kind of like the Cenobite version of an Iron Maid, yeah. and she throws him in this like metal casket, and all these like warm, all these yeah. spikes come out, stick in him, and then these warm creatures come out. And this like, I guess a piano wires wrap around his face, and yeah. it's like skull, and just like starts cutting. He kind of becomes like the, the new Pinhead, the new, the new stronger yeah. Pinhead. Um, I don't know if they're setting him up to be the you know the Cenobite for the, the sequels. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but there's also there's like this these warm creatures he has that. He has coming out of his hands, but he also has one attached to his head. It kind of looks like the the worm from Beetlejuice. It does, eh? A little bit. And then one thing, I don't know if you noticed too, at the end, when it actually is stuck in his brain, it chops off his head or whatever, which is a really cool scene. Yeah. It looks like a cock. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. It's totally, you could tell they totally made it a dick. Oh, it's crazy. Um, You'll see it in that shot. They go through the camera, follows up, and it's a dick. Um, So (laughs) there you go. But uh, yeah. It it, looks kind of cheesy, right? Like that Well, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my biggest problems. This guy's supposed to be this big of ass. We're supposed to like, he's going to kill, he comes in and kills all the Cenobites. Yeah. but right when it happened, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, this looks fucking yeah. bad. Like, it looks like 
he's just he's literally flying around because this this worm is flying him around I guess because it's stuck on his head yeah. but it looks so cheesy yeah, it looks... and then he's got the stop motion worms which whatever that's kind of cool but every time it happened it didn't really um, blend well yeah. with what was going on screen so it kind of came off as cheesy I thought he looked cool with like the barbed wire yeah but all the snake His stuff was, was and, uh, pretty. Uh, yeah, was pretty bad. Um, you could definitely tell they didn't have the budget to do it properly. Yeah, and I, I think, think it so. really hurts him. Uh, and yeah, I don't know because of that. I never was like, ah, oh, I want to see him in more sequels. Yeah. I was like, yeah, hopefully they bring back Pinhead. That's what I'm hoping. Um, but yes, yeah, so he does kill all the Cenobites and in this. I say he kills them. You get to see their original form and I guess it well, was cool. What, yeah, like, well, they're going to kill Kirsten. She says, wait a second, I can offer you something and she pulls out a picture she has of him when he was a human. Yeah, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley, Pinhead, and um, yeah, he kind of like realize it's this weird moment i don't i think it's kind of cheesy yeah it was it's like oh i was human so all of a sudden i'm like it's he almost like he heart. turns a good guy yeah, yeah. like he literally winks at her before he dies <laughs> which i thought really that is just bad but yeah they all become humans uh the big surprise i guess is the chatterer is a child like a child which, which i thought was an up, interesting right? little twist because you know to become this you have to do so some, much pain and shit yeah like exactly that. some some strange shit to get in here so I, i'm really curious yeah. and, you know maybe there's a comic graphic novel or yeah. something if any of you any big Hellraiser fans out there any of our listeners if you want to let us know I know there is a bunch of um, story side stories they did and graphic novels and mm-hmm. stuff I'd be definitely interested if uh, if there is anything I know they recently released a trade paperback um, actually one of the hosts of Shockwaves the, um, the uh, podcast I, I guess yeah that which is a great podcast mm-hmm. I recommended a lot of guys from like I guess a lot of them work at Blumhouse okay but anyways one of the females on there um, she wrote um, a story because I guess they, they released two Hellraiser paperbacks and they're pretty much an anthology of Hellraiser stories and I think oh, she's okay. done yeah, stories. I have a lot of like a comics from Hellraiser yeah. so. like you're, I think yours are from the 90s yeah. like, these were just came out this year oh awesome so I've heard they're supposed to be pretty good so I'm curious about that but yeah if there's hmm. any stories about the origins yeah, of the chatterer I want to know how this kid became him uh, but yeah that was a cool surprise um I was kind of disappointed though how easily they were defeated. Like Pinhead tries to like hook the chains and he just breaks them easily. And then yeah. I don't know. I get this guy's supposed to be powerful. They want to set him up as so powerful, but it, it almost takes away from Pinhead in my opinion. It kind yeah. of like we're, there's like I know there's eight more of these films, and now it's like. Eh, is he that intimidating? He got, he got defeated his by a doctor from a psychiatrist with like, a fucking yeah. cock on his head. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. What it is? A spade's a spade. It's a yeah. doctor with a cock on his head. Well, they have pinhead and they got cockhead, which yeah. is like uh, the other marketable cousin. Um, I did like the um, the whole finale is cool though. I like how he gets defeated, where his head gets ripped off. I thought that looked great, mm-hmm. and I did like the reveal. So you find Julia stabs him, but you find out that. She rips off the skin, and Ashley Lawrence is just wearing her skin. That's that was kind of cool. cool. And then we get a brief appearance from the, I think I know the one mover is the same. Is it both of them the same? Yeah, I movers? think they're both the same movers from right? the first film. That was kind of a fun callback. Throwback. Uh, throwback. I guess they're there to get rid of all the um, junk, the junk crime scene. I guess mm-hmm. from this the hospital or whatever, and the mattress there is covered in blood, and then the one guy gets sucked into mm-hmm. it. Then the other guy kind of, and then like you see the homeless guy from the first movie too. Well, I guess it was supposed to be Julia was going to rise out because they were hoping she would. They were hoping after the first film everyone would love her and they'd want to. She was going to uh, be the. I, I heard she was going to be the one throughout all the sequels, but then when the first, because you have to remember this went into pre-production before the first yeah. film was even out. But when the first film came out, the big surprise was everyone loved Pinhead. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess instead of her coming out, we have. 
it's kind of goofy again it looks kind of cheesy but the the spinning pole rises out yeah. and all the cinnabites are like planted on there in various ways yeah. and then yeah you have the homeless guy from the first film and he does this famous line like what is it um we have such uh, no uh, uh what does your heart desire yeah yeah but yeah another i don't know if you noticed too it wasn't this in at the beginning too but there's a doll with the showing song is that supposed to be a baby? I think so. Because that's an embarrassing effect. Yeah. Like, that my sister had that exact doll. That was a doll you bought at like you know Toys R Us for thirty bucks yeah. or whatever. They literally like did nothing to it other than sewed its mouth shut. Yeah, it's weird, right? It looked oh, terrible. I don't know what that was supposed it, yeah, to be. It was like a, a fetus, didn't it? Like, but like no, it just looked good. like a doll. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looked bad. So yeah, I don't know. Again, I understand if you have budgetary constraints, but that's one of those things. It's like, I get it. You had this cool idea you wanted to put on. If you don't have the budget don't and you're going to go to the Toys R Us, buy a $30 doll and sew its mouth shut and have that go by. Like it just, right away it took me out of the film. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my sister's doll. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that, again, we're, it seems like we're hitting on this film and mm. I guess it's because I was quite a bit disappointed. Again, I was hoping mm. this was going to be an 8, 8.5. Yeah. You know, I was hoping this would be top 100 I material. I thought this would like beat. Yeah, exactly. And I, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe it is a sign of times, maybe we're maturing. watching it after the first film was a bad idea because the here, first film's so good. Here we are like giggling at like the dickhead. <laughs> like, yeah. I, the guy, like oh, I guess we're maturing. <laughs> He's that dick that ate the guy's head. Awesome. But who knows? Maybe this is a case of like, you know, when we covered the, the uh, Three Mothers trilogy, yeah. Inferno is a great movie, but when you watch it after, yeah. after Suspiria, you pick it apart a little bit more. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe this is this case, but I don't know. I do feel like this film is just a bit of a, it's a bit of a mess. I mean, yeah. it's a film that has some great scenes, some great ideas, but in my opinion, it, it doesn't all come together well I, as, as much as well as I was well never as a, bored. As I, I was never like uh, upset oh, no. or never like rolling my eyes like, oh, really? And it's still like, only, yeah, it's only yeah. an hour and 40. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It does. It didn't let you down. No, exactly. Uh, one one last thing I want to mention. I guess this is we can keep this in spoilers, but uh, I did mention um, Andrew Robinson was gonna. They were hoping he would return for Larry Cotton to be the father. So the original he he was supposed to be. They were actually he was gonna be the one in the film. Okay, and uh, it's in the scene where Frank is there. Yeah, apparently. It was going to be him and Frank attached together. Oh, that would be amazing! And they would like he would cut himself off Frank, and they would have this like battle. That'd be so weird, right? Yeah. So I don't know how that would have worked. I think mm. it kind of works better where Frank is. It turns out he's just trying yeah, to get hell. her down there. I thought that was kind of a cool. Yeah. And I liked his whole thing where he's like, he's con- his torture is he, that he's constantly taunted with like he can't get to big the breasted, you yeah. know, women constantly making. Sexual yeah. sounds and he can't touch them though because every time he goes near them, it, it, it closes up or disappears. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And, and that, actually, that scene looked great too. Yeah, right? yeah. The, and the writer actually did say like he was personally fine with him not returning because he thought the story worked better without him. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree. I guess that's it for spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So the only other thing I wanted to add, uh, apparently Roger Ebert included this film on his most hated list oh yeah um he was not happy a lot of a lot of people were not he happy he's not happy with horror he doesn't like horror movies at all like wasn't he like ragging on the thing oh he hated everything yeah. i think later on he went back on some of them like halloween and whatnot yeah. but yeah a lot of them he was not a horror fan and you could kind of see this film i i, I wonder I, I 
I should have checked up. I'd like to hear his thoughts on the first one. If yeah. You, if you found anything in that. I mean, you have to think too, when these films came out, like these were shocking, gory yeah. films at the time. So I could kind of see a reviewer like that, just like, what is this? Like hey, garbage. Oh. People getting torn apart right from the beginning. Pornography. Body parts on poles and, Ew, and stuff. But gross. yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if he did get anything out of yeah. the first film. Because I think there is, again, there's a lot more to that one. But mm-hmm. anyways, that's our thoughts on Hellbound. Hellraiser 2 will be back next week. With um, Hell on Earth. Well, this is going to be the final film. I know there is, what, 10 of these? Yeah. We'll, we'll maybe one day go back and cover them. But right now, we just wanted to do the, I guess this could be called the Kirsty trilogy, because I don't yeah. think she's in part four. I think she's just in these three, yeah. I believe. Is that it? Um, I, I could be wrong. But these are what it came in the arrow box set. These are what we have. Yeah, makes sense. I think the rest are all like long out of print and, you know, I'm not paying a ridiculous for amount Bloodline. for a bunch of shitty sequels that I probably won't like. Hellraiser so in space. If they get re-released, we'll pick them up. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll be back for Hellraiser 3. Well, I, have you seen Hellraiser 3? It's been a while. It is the one in space, right? No, Hellraiser 3 is the one in the church. Okay, Hellraiser Club. 4 is in yeah. space. Okay. Is Hellraiser 3 the one with the CD? Yeah, I Cinebite? think so. I know. People gave it shit because they're supposed to send a bite with a CD or something stuck in. So anyways, I've never seen it, so I'm excited. Um, I'm sure I'll be slightly let down. But again, I'm going in with low expectations yeah, for this one. So hopefully it surprises me. You give it a nine? <laughs> He's like, ah, who knows? Anyways, we'll be back with part three for the final part of our trilogy. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on 80s recommendations yeah. and your thoughts on the Hellraiser series, any graphic novels we should check out, any books, anything like that, any Clive Barker books, anything you want to talk to us. We're lonely people. Send us anything. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you're wearing, yeah. how are things. Anyways, you can get a hold of us uh, through our email at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. We got the Facebook uh, group page and like page for discussion. Yeah, and then Twitter, again, it's kind of like a fan Twitter, I like to say, because Dan Bazanko from Dan. our Shocktober series is kind of running it for us. Uh, I think, is she still running it? I don't yeah, know. I think so. He was. Um, we just don't get Twitter. We're too <laughs> old. Um, so you can find us either way at moviecitymaniac. This one. Just uh, no plural there because damn Twitter doesn't allow you enough characters that's why I can't do Twitter I'm one of those people I like to I can't just do a sentence I gotta like you like to I, I'll do like there. a whole paragraph whereas everyone else would do one line and mm-hmm. most people don't end up reading it and, yeah you know I'm sure it's a lot like this podcast where I jabber <laughs> on and we're trying to end the show Maddie just wants to get yeah, out of here because it's late but uh, you know I'm gonna talk for 10 hey, minutes hey listen this, I assume this is what my hell would be actually <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's a perfect uh, time to sign off, I think. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Stay scared. Bye.